Hello and welcome. This is Hard Reset. Today on the show, we'll be talking about podcasts that promote a mix of hate speech and conspiracy theories. Big If True identified about 40 white nationalist, white supremacist, and or anti-Semitic podcasts across mainstream podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Some podcasting platforms already have policies in place that bar programs promoting racism, discrimination, or violence. But if a white nationalist show is removed from one platform, they have a slew of backup hosting options that keep the show online. Organizations that follow hate groups like the Southern Poverty Law Center and the Anti-Defamation League have expressed concerns that these shows can lead listeners to be radicalized into far-right extremist movements. Today I'm here with Big If True founder Molly Bryant to discuss her investigation into these podcasts. Molly, first I wanted to ask, um, what kind of led you uh, to go looking for these shows? What, what kind of spurred your investigation? Well, earlier this month, I wrote about the show America First, which is hosted by uh, Nicholas Fuentes, who is a a 21-year-old white nationalist. And as a result of my reporting, his show was kind of kicked off of Apple Podcasts, but it's still on a lot of platforms. So his show is available on YouTube, iHeartRadio, Luminary and uh, Spotify, which is obviously a a pretty big mainstream podcasting source. So this got me interested in like learning more about the scope of this issue. So how how many just getting a vague idea of how many podcasts are out there, how common it is to find these and how easy it is to find them on uh, mainstream podcasting networks. So the shows I had identified so I found about 40 that's definitely not all of them that's definitely not a definitive list that's as many as I could find in about a week or so but it does give you an idea that they're pretty common um, on these platforms some of them do try to ban them they might pop up somewhere else um, but it's it's definitely an issue and one that um, some groups like uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center and Anti-Defamation League are, are concerned about because they just believe this could be an avenue to, you know, radicalize people into these movements. Yeah, absolutely. So you said you found about 40 shows. Um, I'm guessing it didn't take you a crazy amount of time to track them down. They sound pretty readily available, but I'm interested. What was kind of the definition you were using um, to label a show white nationalist or how how would you define that when you were trying to kind of catalog all these different shows the shows that i identified they've either either been um previously identified as a white nationalist or anti-semitic or white supremacist show by groups that uh, track hate groups so specifically the anti-defamation league and the southern poverty law center i identified other ones based on a criteria of if they express support for anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, for uh, white nationalism, for white supremacist ideology, um, if they self-identified during the show um, as as alt-right, as white nationalist, as you know, self-identified as a member of these groups, or you know, I being aligned with them ideologically, um, so it wasn't enough 
so I listened to, you know, hours of audio um, to do this. And it wasn't enough to me just to hear someone use uh, racial slurs, anti-Semitic slurs, that kind of thing. I, I kind of felt like I needed a little bit more than that to say that it, it was truly like an anti-Semitic or uh, white nationalist show. Right. And first of all, sorry that you had to uh, listen to hours of audio of these shows. Truly um, doing a public service there, Molly. We appreciate that. Well, I learned a lot. One thing I will say is that a quirk of these shows is that they are insanely, insanely long. So a lot of them might be two to three hours long. Some people think that they're that long because it kind of allows them to fly under the radar a little bit because people who are tracking this stuff aren't going to have the patience to sit through a two to three hour long, typically terribly produced podcast. Um, Also, it's not in print. It's audio, right? So it's just a little bit, it, it kind of lets them go under the radar with some of the things that they're saying. Right. That makes sense. Um, so you, you spoke about uh, Nicholas Fuente's podcast. We talked about him on our last episode. Uh, but, but obviously some of these platforms, at least when reported, they're trying to take down shows that contain some of this troubling subject matter. But it seems like it's not consistent at all, uh, at least based on your investigation from platform to platform. Uh, what can you tell us about how these shows are actually treated um and and kind of uh they're they're promoted even almost by by some of these platforms yeah for the most part uh i would say they're not promoted but i did notice that player fm had a a page that was compiling quote the best alt-right podcasts and so alt-right it's important to know that that's just a euphemism for white nationalism it's kind of you know something that's been rebranded the last few years, but that's what that means. So they, you know, made it super easy for people to find these shows. In general, like, you do see, you know, these companies taking down um, these shows, but it's very piecemeal. Um, And, you know, I still have more to learn about how, how they're going about, you know, enforcing their own policies if they have them. For instance, uh, Patrick Casey was previously the head of Identity Europa. Um, Now he's the president of this kind of rebranded version of Identity Europa. It's it's called the American Identity Movement. Um, But he launched a podcast. um, SoundCloud deleted it. Um, the first episode actually included a conversation with Nicholas Fuentes from America First, who we mentioned at the beginning of the show. But um, Patrick Casey's show, which is called Restoring Order, it's still available on Apple Podcasts, which is obviously like a larger, a larger platform than SoundCloud. So, yeah, that seems to speak to. Um, kind of what we talked about at the top of the show, how there's so many platforms and even if one platform decides to remove this content, um, it's not hard for the content creators to find, you know, 10 other platforms they can put it up on. It's like whack-a-mole and it's never going to be enough, it seems like, uh, with the way these are being handled currently. So one thing from your story that I was interested in, kind of, I guess, a little bit surprised by you know, I'm familiar with the idea of a podcast network. I'm actually a big fan of a few. You know, for instance, like Earwolf is a great comedy network. Wondery has awesome, like, true crime and long-form storytelling podcasts. So 
pretty familiar with the idea of a podcast network, but what I didn't know existed was, I guess you could say, white nationalist podcast networks. What can you tell us about these organizations and, and which ones have you, have you seen out there? So probably the, the biggest, most um, uh, prominent one, it's called The Right Stuff. And that was started in 2014 by someone uh, named Mike Penevench. So he also, um, he originally went by the pseudonym Mike, Mike Enoch. Um, so they produce some of the large, like most prominent white, um, white nationalist podcasts. So uh, the Daily Showa is one of them. And the other one is Fash the Nation. So it literally has, you know, fascism in the name. And that uh that group the right stuff so they have a paywall too so they have shows that are in front of the paywall about i i think about 10 of them um that are like current shows uh in front of the paywall and then they have several that are behind the paywall and actually within uh the right stuff after it it came out that mike Penovich was um, married to a, a Jewish woman. Actually, there was kind of like a splinter within his group. And so a new podcast network called Identity Dixie uh, sprouted up. And I guess you would say they're more focused on neo-Confederate nationalism, but definitely like the same idea. You're going to see um, some white nationalist, white supremacist uh, content on on that network as well. Wow. Um, and another question that, that I came, uh, that came out of your reporting here, Molly, um, ha- have these shows had any more mainstream guests? Are there people associated with them that ne- you wouldn't necessarily think um, would be associated with the white nationalist, you know, uh, medium? Yeah. I mean, over the years, they've been able to score some, some interviews with some mainstream Republican politicians. So there is a show called The Political Cesspool um, that is hosted by uh, a white nationalist named James Edwards. And during the 2016 Republican National Convention, he was able to interview four um Republican congressmen, including Representative Tom Cole, um, who is one of Oklahoma's representatives. Some of his other previous guests include uh, Donald Trump Jr. and uh, also David Duke, who is a former Grand Wizard for the Ku Klux Klan. Um, People usually recognize his name. So we speak a lot on this show, Molly, about misinformation, conspiracy theories, uh, especially how conspiracy theories seem to have found sort of a new life uh, on the internet uh, and within, you know, things like podcasts, YouTube. Um, Other than kind of the obvious myths, like, you know, the superiority of one race over all other races, what kind of stuff do they get into on these shows um, as far as, uh, I guess you could say, um, conspiracy theories? What can you tell us about that? Yeah, it runs the gamut, but I would say there is significant overlap between uh, conspiracy theory culture and, um, you know, this hate group culture. And that was also something I I talked to someone who is an analyst for the Southern Poverty Law Center, and he said that some people even get into these podcasts because of an interest in conspiracy theories. And that was something I noticed by going on... um, 4chan and and 
some some places like that like definitely there were people who definitely had an interest in certain conspiracy theories and that got them into this stuff so it definitely runs the gamut there's some deep state stuff um definitely a lot of definitely a lot of uh racially based uh uh, conspiracy theories like white genocide is a popular one and that is a conspiracy theory that the white race is being destroyed by things like immigration um, and integration that kind of thing so that's one I even listened to a show where uh, one of the hosts suggested that there is he suggested that the government is going into people's houses and moving around their furniture to screw with them. So that is something that he's sharing with his audience. Definitely like anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. There are so many of those. Um, so that's another area. I mean, if you think of just like Holocaust denial alone, but a lot of people... I believe I mean it's ac- inaccurate obviously but uh that Jewish people are you know controlling the world and whatnot so so that's in there too right yeah now yeah I was hoping not to take too much away from the the story which you guys should definitely check out on big org. but yeah I was hoping you were gonna um re- recount the one about the government moving furniture inside people's houses uh at night and stuff like that because that's um that's pretty classic when it comes to just bizarre conspiracy theories um but you know it's not all like just funny wacky ideas you know these shows also have discussed like real violence have the potential to incite people to do uh terrible things right like did you what did you find uh in regards to that so i guess i'd say a lot of this is more subdued so there aren't really for the most part like there aren't really overt threats um or anything like that because i mean these people are smart enough to know what they can and can't say to keep their show on on these platforms for as long as they can. A lot of these shows also, like, they're hosted by the same people who attended the Unite the Right rally in 2016. So one episode I listened to, it was a show called um, Of Goys Over Cigars. And so a portion of their podcast is devoted to cigars and they talk about the brands and flavors of the cigars that they are smoking. And then they also talk about like other stuff. So um, one of the episodes I listened to, they kind of recounted their uh, experience going to the Unite the Right rally and like mentioned getting pulled over by the police when they had, you know, their backseat was full of tiki torches and stuff like that. Well, there's a lot more, uh, like I mentioned, over in Molly's report at bigoftrue.org. Definitely head on over and check that out. But um, this was um, an illuminating, albeit troubling, discussion, Molly. So thanks for this. Today's episode was hosted by me, Justin Sanders, and also produced by me. Our theme is Oh No by Hartle Road. Hard Reset is available on Apple Podcast, not yet banned. Please subscribe and rate us and help other people find the show. Hard Reset is a podcast from BigIfTrue.org. We're nonpartisan and nonprofit. Support us at BigIfTrue.org slash support. Subscribe to our newsletter at BigIfTrue.org slash hard reset. Hard Reset.